Welcome back to another episode of Woke. Good to be back up in the studio. Took a little break. You know, classwork just be fucking crazy. But we're here today and we're here to talk. Boy, Joe from Unfiltered Brothers back in the studio. He been in here calling me a piece of shit and saying my show is garbage. I said, you know what? We're going to make it better now that you're here. That's right. No, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, that's right. I completely agree. I've said all this. I could. I constantly say all this. Got to make sure this man stays humble. I appreciate it. A little teardrop. <laughs> <laughs> but today's topic is what does BLM mean to you? Now, I've been meaning to do this topic for a while, but it just won't win in the polls. But it finally won. So we're doing the episode. But to start, I'm going to go ahead and ask the question to Joe. What does BLM mean to you? So... Um, you said as a white man. <laughs> That's funny because they don't know. <laughs> I forget that we don't have a camera, so they don't know that I'm black. Um, so it means like bacon, lettuce, mayonnaise. <laughs> like, just, all right. Extra crispy. You know, toasted edges. Nah, I'm just playing. All right. So uh, we live in 2021, the time of social media, the time of, I want to say, like, uh, we kind of, we're kind of the generation that was like, you know, we're not going to sit here and put up with this shit no more, blah, blah, blah. So out came, you know, Black Lives Matters and everything like that. Um, what it means to me is like, basically, I feel like it started with good intentions. I feel like just like any other movement, you have people that twisted or contorted for their own um, ideals and everything like that. I think that there is... Um, I think that even if you don't agree with it, excuse me, even if you don't agree with it, um, it does highlight a lot of problems that we have in our society. Um, it addresses a lot of them, and I think that that's okay. I think that a lot of people associate um, anarchy, the anarchy and chaotic behavior with Black Lives Matter, but I personally don't feel like that's what it represents. I feel like, you know, it represents, like, you know, the what it is black lives matter like you know you if you've been in if you've been living in america your whole life um some people say they've never experienced it some people say they do but at some point you've probably experienced racism on some shape form or level and you know it got to the point i i think that like black lives matter was kind of inspiring because it was like you know oh well um like you know, it, it's like, yeah, we do matter. Like, you know, we, we, I think that we have became, we have become numb to social injustice because we were just trying to live our lives and provide for us. I think that basically like, oh, okay, we do matter. Like we do advocate, but then like, just like with anything, you got people that will take it, twist it and abuse it. And I just think that like, you got to kind of look at the bigger picture of it all. And with that being said, like you have to take everything with a grain of salt and like, they don't really have, as far as I know, like there's no like real sound leadership or anything with them. So like I think that that like they centralize a lot of base. What the? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I'm over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to. Sorry, I was messing with Joe for a moment, but you know what he's saying is completely true. It's just like a lot. Well, I wouldn't even say a lot. Just like some movements in history. It's rooted in an honest reason. It's rooted in something that is prosperous and something that is for the greater good. And when it comes to BLM, like I support. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I support the movement in the aspect of 
making people accountable, making those who do racist acts towards us, make them acknowledge what they did and make them be punished for what they did. That's something I can definitely get behind. Um, I feel like even though there is financial aspects of it, I think that those finances can more so be used to benefit the black community because I don't really see BLM building houses or having like backpack drives or going out and um, giving money to local black businesses like just cause or like helping them improve in some sort of way. And that's something that we can touch on like later, but it's like, what is BLM to me? I think that in a sense, it should be more humble than what it is. I do. I think it should be a little bit more humble than what it is because not just speaking for black people, but getting into allyship with, along with this, like some people who aren't black do it because they feel like it's going to make them feel better. And then some people get along with it and do it because they know, no, things are fucked up and we need to actually do something that's right. So that, that genuine feeling in BLM is something along with allyship that I feel like helps it. And I feel like, to me, that's perfect, especially when it comes to accountability and holding people accountable for their wrongdoings. I think that's something that's great about it. But then there are its other flaws. So, you know, you were, uh, I want to go back and touch on uh, something that you said earlier. When you say humble, what do you mean? Like, what do you exactly mean by that? Like, do you mean that? Because when I think of humble, I think of, like, you're thinking, like, the organization is, like, being cocky like it's too much you know so like you know what i'm saying like so break down what, what you mean by humble what i mean by humble it's not that it's an arrogant movement that it's a overconfident movement i'm talking about in the aspect of and just give me a minute to collect my thoughts it's not saying that it's a bad thing and like we go out there and we flaunt it and we throw it in people's faces and <clears throat> just call someone racist to call them racist it's humbleness in the form of the people who show up to just fuck it up like, you know that this is for something greater than you. But yet you choose to show up and be disrespectful, break shit, um, disrespect the people who are there who are trying to be allies. Because, like, I've seen videos of protests and um, Black Lives Marches where black people would just, like, snap on white people there for no reason. It's like, okay, this person may not be here for a genuine reason. This may person may be, but you're just coming at them like really crazy right now. It's like, whoa, bro, like, come on now. And then there's other black people getting on black people there because they may have something with LGBTQ plus on it or like any other affiliation. And now you're attacking them for their blackness. But it's like, yo, like, we're all here right now. Like, let's just stay unified, like, in the moment. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. nothing like arrogant. I, I, I get what you're saying. But like, to piggyback off that, I think that, um, I think one of the things you got to look at is the fact that basically I think that that okay first of all when you think of black lives matter take away all the protests take away everything just look at the name itself black lives matter you know like we had a problem with it uh well not we had a problem with it but people had a problem with it because they're like well all lives matter because you know we emphasize that so I think that black lives matter also like was like the term that they use now and stuff like that they coined it and everything like that but i think it's the emphasis on the fact that we want focus within the black community like 
And I think that's why, like, um, as far as like the if people were like had a problem with you know, the LGBTQ community flags and everything like that. Well, I think it was more so like I understand where they're coming from. But then I think of like, OK, this is our battle right now. Like <laughs> get to your battle later or something like that. And I think that's kind of selfish. But at the end of the day, I think that in order for you to get what you want out of this, you're going to have to be selfish. I think that you're going to have to take a step back and be like, no, we don't have time to deal with this, this and this. Like right now, we just want the message to be broadcast. And um, yeah, like with anything, like you're going to have people come in and uh, I'm speaking like I'm an advocate for it. Like I'm actually with them. <laughs> but like, of course, like, <laughs> but I think I think it's I think they need a little bit more organization. I think that like, you know, it needs to be because I don't really sense organization within them. I sense um, like you have the message and you have people that rally behind the message, but there's no central point of the message. If that makes sense. Like there's no liaison. There's no financial board like there's nothing like because I and what I think happened was I think this didn't mean to get as big as it did I think you just had some ordinary folks just sitting there saying this message and it grew to be a quote-unquote organization and then people coined it as an organization but it's I don't really see it as an organization because I never once heard of a Black Lives Matter meeting or like I never heard of anybody saying like I am a member of like like you heard you heard Black Panthers you heard KKK like you heard of organizations neo Nazis and everything like that like there there's an organization and they have like emphasis like they have a you know a way to like bring people together and like but I've never heard that for Black Lives Matter I just see something happen and then Black Lives Matter is thrown up and then people protest and I think that's a problem because. Even the NAACP has organization like, you know, and, and going back to what you're saying about like, I know you say we're going to touch on it later, but like building homes and stuff like that. Where, where are the funds going? Like we're we're donating. But then who's making the funds and where are the people, you know, where are these funds being counted? And, you know, I remember something that came out about like that, like a while ago. And it's like really big questions. It, it loses credibility within the organization. But I think that's the problem. Like I don't think it ever was meant to be an organization. I think it was just meant to be the message and i think that now as an organization they're going to have to step up they're going to have to be more organized they're going to have to do things a little bit better and because now you're being recognized you know it's a difference when you are um you know you're just saying something just sprouting it like it just blah but then when you get recognized for it, oh now you're a threat now you're a problem now are you an ally or are you an enemy so you need to get your stuff in order because it's almost like a resistance. Like a resistance can start from an ideal like, oh, we don't want to be oppressed. We don't want to be under this leadership anymore. But if the, if the resistance isn't organized and if they're not able to sit there and pull everybody together, and get all their stuff together, then it's anarchy within the resistance. You don't have any leadership or anybody appointing like um, appointing like, hey, you do this or you do that. And it's it's. A problem. The resistance will never work. And I think that's like one of the problems with it is like, I think it's like time for us to finally sit down and be like, okay, well, this is what we need to do. We need to, like, you know, I see people speaking on behalf of Black Lives Matter, but then I'm like, who are you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it it, it gets to the point where it's like, where does, what, what does this group now want to do? Like, we recognize that you are an organization, we recognize that you have a voice. 
Now, what are you going to do from this point on? And I definitely will agree with that. And I'm going to go back to, like, what you mentioned about what I said. Uh-huh. And I think it's more so I'm just coming from the standpoint of just unity. Because, like, I appreciate any help. Just, you know, okay, yeah, you may come here with some pride things. Or you may come here with some, um, like, other white people that you're cool with that do support this. Uh-huh. And you may come here with people, like, from... Um, different religions, different backgrounds, different organizations. Cool. I just appreciate that because it's strength in numbers. So, but I definitely get the selfishness aspect of it because I know that's what one of my friends said. He was like, yeah, you know, like, no offense, but this is about black people. Like, not about your sexuality, not about who you vote for, not about feminism, not about, um, it's like, just, I don't know the term for, um, like a male version of feminism, like male activists. There we go. Like there's a male version of feminism. Yeah. Like male activists, you know? know Yeah. I can talk about that later, but it's more so like the, I get it. This is about black people. We can handle those fights later. So I definitely understand that point, but coming along with what you said about organization, that's a good question. No one has ever asked that. Like, okay, who's president, who's vice president, who's treasurer, who's secretary. We, there's, there's nothing. Like, I haven't heard nothing. I haven't seen nothing. And like you said, we're donating this money, or some people are speaking on behalf of it. But, yeah, who are you, Tom? Like, Joseph. Like, not you, Joseph. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that was your name. I'm so used to calling you Joe. Joe. I'm so used to calling you Joe. But it's like, that's a good point. Like, we can say Black Lives Matter. Cool. We can talk about it. Cool. We can educate people on it. Cool. But... Who's the president? <laughs> you know, stu- stuff like that. Because organization is very important. Like, NAACP has structure. Um, unfortunately, like, other groups like neo-Nazis and, like, the KKK, they have structure. Um, the Black Panthers have structure, and they're still around. So that's a big question that needs to be asked. But it's just we're just so radical that we just want to go. We want to th- act without thinking. And we just want to um, combat any wrongdoing. Sometimes, yeah, we need to just get up and go. But sometimes, excuse me, we also need to sit back and plan. Like, okay, if we do so-and-so Thursday and we collect this amount of money, all right, it's going to go back to that community we did this protest in, and we're going to benefit the black communities there. Or just strategically breaking it down so that we are building our community and not just, unfortunately, just looking angry. So... And I hate that personally because no one's really like out there just like, yeah, you know, some people are out there genuinely like, no, this is unfair. This is unjust and it needs to be fixed. But unfortunately, people on the outside aren't going to see that because, like you said, we don't have that structure. Oh, but you also got to coin. You also got to give some responsibility to the media. And um, but before I say that, I do want to emphasize that point you made about uh, support in unity that's a very valid point that i didn't think of when i was initially speaking like you bring in a pride flag doesn't just i don't think it really so much as brings your issues to the table i think it more or less shows hey the pride community um supports you too i think that's what it's supposed to convey now i think that going back to the protests and stuff like that i think that when emotions get riled up I think that you have some that are very radical. Like, there are two types of people. Some that are very radical that just move without thinking. Like, the, the, the thought to action process is so small that 
thoughts like you you planning something doesn't get done and then you have ones that plan like they will strategically plan every aspect of everything but the problem with downside of that is you plan so much you're gonna out plan yourself like you can plan and you can be like oh i can do this plan but then you're gonna like oh well, this is the problem with my plan by the time you get done with your master plan years have went by and now nothing's been done so it's like i see um both aspects i see both sides um i do agree with you on like basically i think that there are times where we move too fast and that things should be weighted and planned out um but then I also think that sometimes I don't even think it's about moving too fast. I think it's just about getting the message out there right then and there being seen first because it's like we feel like this is an injustice. I think that when you think about Black Lives Matter and going back to my point about the media, you have to realize that the media has promoted it and said their piece about it. And I think that your question of what does it mean to you is a very valid question because to me, it shows like hope. It shows like, okay, I don't know if Black Lives Matter will be around when I have kids, but it shows me that there are people that still are actively fighting for social injustice to change. But if somebody else, and even somebody within the black community, they might not um, agree with Black Lives Matter. And I think that that opinion is still valid. Like. I know a lot of older people, a lot of a lot of older African Americans have problems with it because, you know, especially when the protests and stuff happen, because they you know, like I always heard like, why are they tearing up people's shit? Like that was <laughs> you know, and um I and I see both sides. I see a side in which I was told to respect other people's things. Like, if you're mad, you can't go around punching walls, you can't go around tearing up other people's stuff. But then I see the side of being tired you know you're, you're tired of having to have these conversations with your children you're tired of wondering if you didn't get the job because you're black or wondering if someone is looking at you sideways because you're black or or minority for that matter it's it gets exhausting and you know i it, i think i think we need to come together as a community and acknowledge the anxiety that comes with being a minority under a racist political system you know, a system that was founded in racism and is grounded in racism, you know, we need to talk about what that effect does to a person. Like you like, you know, I was having a conversation with um in college. I was having a conversation with this guy. We were in class, we was in criminal justice class. And sorry, I know I'm long winded. No, you're good. Um so we was in class and we were talking about I forgot what the topic was, but I remember us having this conversation about it was the incident was a mom had left her like her seven year old, four year old, three year old or something like that. Like, well, no, I think like one year old, seven, three and one. Some they were all young, left them by themselves at the house, told the seven year old to watch them while her, the mom and the girlfriend go to the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wild. So what happened was the one year old was quiet, crying. Crying. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Um, the one-year-old was crying, and a seven-year-old ended up killing the one-year-old in the attempt to make it stop crying. 
not maybe not even one, maybe younger than that. Um, so they end up hold like you know they end up arresting the seven year old and they're in arresting the mom and something like that. So the teacher asks us, "What do you think should have happened?" And this is a, a the teacher was white, big guy, like like a like big red haired guy from like West Virginia. He was there. To, he wanted to teach, and he had told us. Before he said that I noticed that the African American people in this class do not talk. Like he addressed it. He said that he noticed that we weren't speaking. Like it'll be questions and that it won't we won't speak. He said he said, We're gonna change that. I want you all to talk. I wanna hear your feedback. So we we still didn't talk. <laughs> you know. And I think that's the other thing. Like we've been branded, like we've been taught, we've been taught not to talk. I like just gum on my mouth. Once again, <laughs> it is jacking me up. So we've been taught not to talk because we've been taught to like keep our head down, keep it low, don't bring too much attention to you, blah blah blah, X Y and Z. So anyway, so we, the scenario was talked about, and the the teacher had asked us, "What do you think should happen?" And I never will forget. This white boy like was like, I think that seven year old should be locked up, because the thing was, was that I think he was in a state where they were gonna hold him until he was eighteen and then try him as an adult. So he was gonna spend his whole life in the system. And I remember somebody spoke up and said that he needed therapy because he it wasn't his fault that he did it. That was the parents' responsibility to you know watch the kid. Um. So anyway, the conversation shifts. And we, we started talking about black privilege and white privilege. And um, the boy that had said something about the, about the uh, kid being locked up had said something again. And I remember, I remember, like, I never talked in class. Like, I didn't want to be there. But I remember I said, I was like, the problem with the scenario is, you because I think the the the, uh, the individual in, that were being locked up, and the, the kids and the mom were black. I said, the problem is, is that, you're saying that he needs to be locked up, but then he spends his whole life in the system thinking that he did this. It was his fault when it wasn't. And I said, you don't understand. I don't know how the conversation shifted to this point, but I was like, you don't understand what it is to be black, like in America. And I was like, you don't understand what it means to like a cop pulls up behind you or beside you and you get nervous like you're doing something and you're sitting in your car. I said that that level of anxiety that you live with all throughout your life, it puts that pressure on you. And I think that some people can handle pressure very well. That's their God-given talent. Some people just can't handle pressure at all. So what do you do when you have inflicted anxiety, stress, and pressure on individuals their whole lives, and then an incident like George Floyd happens? It's like, damn, like, you, you blow up. You know, it's so much it's so much you can take because in the back of your head, you're like, that could be me. So you get mad, you get angry, you're like, you know what, forget it. If they don't have no respect for me, I don't have no respect for anybody else. But the problem with that is like you gotta understand that while yes, social injustice does happen, is it is common, is it happens, that doesn't give you the right to assume that everybody is racist or the innocent people that had those mom and pop shops that are being torn up 
they didn't do anything, you know, it, it's, and I, and you know, I heard after any, you know, I heard after everything was said and done that like they protected like some of those smaller shops, like they made sure like, Hey, Hey, don't tear that one up. But like they, they hit big corporations like target and Walmart and stuff like that. And, um, so it was some strategy in there somewhere, but it's like the media portrayed it like it wasn't. And I think that the, at the end of the day, you have to really look at like, when you talk about this movement, you got to realize that people move because of the label. Like, think about it. Like, if you become an activist and you get enough following where you can basically be like, I'm going to hold a protest in the middle of Farmville right today. And people come and then people tear shit up. They not, they're they not going to care about those random people. They're going to look at you because you're the one that brought everybody there. And it's like, well, it's Aaron's fault. He's an activist. He's this. He's that. And it's crazy because you only wanted good intentions. That's what I think the problem with Black Lives Matter is. Golly, I'm sorry. No, it's like what you just said all had importance and it had weight and it had meaning. So I didn't care that you was talking for a minute. I was just listening. So it was the point of the story, and I appreciate you telling that story as well. But it's just going along with the aspect of um, riots and like things that happen within it. And like, yeah, the media does. That's what we mainly see. We don't see the the quick f- the footage of people just sitting and talking and having signs. Majority of the time, that's some of the time. Majority of the time, we see people breaking shit, breaking into houses, breaking into pop mom and pop stores, big corporations burning stuff down. Because it's like I remember a scene from Grownish. And one second, want to give a shout out to my sponsor, Child Clothing. Oh, go buy some, y'all. Go buy some. I love it. I need to get some more because fall is here. Hoodies is out. You know it's hoodie season. Go grab you one at Chalet Clothing. That's C-H-A-L-E clothing.com. But to continue, the episode of Grownish, when it was one of the most recent ones where they went out and protested. And the white girl, Nomi, was talking about how she just didn't appreciate people rioting. And um, Zoe and I forget um, one of the other characters' names. But they were talking about how, oh, Jasmine, it was Jasmine. They were talking about how that's just a part of it. And Nomi was talking about, well, it shouldn't be part of it. And it was like, Nomi, you don't get it because you're not black. And then it was like, well, you know, guys, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But I was like, no, she's kind of right. I, I agree with that. Like, no, I don't like that riots are a part of it. And I get people get mad, people blow up and tagging big corporations and shit like that. But it's like we don't see that that's the, how the media just puts it in that image. Like, this is just it. This is what they do. And I hate that personally because as someone who studies the media, I know how this works. And like a protest that happened here in Farmville, that wasn't on the news. People was in front of the courthouse just having signs like chanting and like getting unity and having a good time and fellowshipping and just understanding each other and being a part of it. That wasn't on the news. But people walking through the streets of D.C. and you see snipers on the roof just in case that's on the news. So it's like, really? It's, it's, it's just frustrating because it also, I feel like it also further pushes the narrative in the older generation's head that what we're doing is wrong too. Because like, for example, um, I may have mentioned this on my show before y'all, so bear with me. Um, I was working on a Netflix documentary and one of the ladies was talking about her opinion on everything now she was talking about how like the young people today we just so vocal 
and we just need to stop and we need to just like don't be bothered and let it go and move on and it's like like you said like the other point of it's like no like we're tired of being tired we're tired of taking it so yeah we're a little more radical than y'all because the radical people in y'all day was seen as the outcast now and not just outcast just the minority now the radical people in black movement are the majority so it's like we're not gonna just sit by and let life go by and they don't don't say nothing you keep your head down no, oh, don't, don't go over there now. No, like, no, I'm not. No, 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 fuck that. Like, <laughs> I'm for real. Like, if a white person says something to me back then, oh, sorry, I'm keep moving. Like, no, now that you say something, what was that? You want to say a little louder? Like, that's just how we are now. But it still needs to be devoted, like you said earlier, to a structure, organization, that our ability to be vocal and, like, be proactive. Like, we need to devote that, not just chanting in the streets, but building these communities, structuring our organizations, well, basically BLM, structuring the organization, giving it the proper power and the proper voice so that when it is time to go in the streets, now we can back it up and have this meeting tonight and talk about everything. And then, okay, what are we going to do about Third Street? Are we going to fix Third Street in two weeks? Okay, cool. We got the funds? All right, bet. Like, that's not happening. And uh, it just all goes back together. Because if we start seeing that, because black older black people would talk great about the NAACP and rightfully so like they did a lot of good more than just like going outside with signs they helped build houses they helped other people get jobs they helped people in situations where they were down because it's like you know it's lawyers who are in the, the NAACP who's specific specific who specifically take civil rights like civil rights cases like I met a lawyer who does that here in Farmville which was crazy but it's like no that's everywhere like those are the things we need to be doing in BLM as well and to bring up the point about support not just from older generation but in our generation I personally know a brother who doesn't support BLM but he supports the people and just being radical black people no one's gonna want to hear about why nowadays it's just like no fuck that but it's like no like that's what he's saying those things that we talked about no structure some people just doing it for social media because during that time during the summer everybody's feed was black talking about this talking about brown taylor george floyd and then like now what should feed look like now back to the daily bullshit and it's like you're not standing on what you're preaching you're not practicing what you're preaching so um what no, I'm getting ready. oh <laughs> no i, I Usually, uh, usually I always have something to combat you, but I, I agree. Like, and I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but I was definitely one of those people. Like, I, I try to, I try to be as radical as I can, with being as sensible as I can. Um, a lesson that my mom taught me, and she's still teaching me to this day at twenty six, is that I have a real bad tendency of when I get angry and mad, I, uh, I lash out or I start yelling. And my mom used to always say, no one hears you when you're yelling. You know, it's hard to keep yourself under control when you're like, when your emotions are involved and stuff like that. So I I, I understand like the message behind like we can't go out there because I apply it to the protest too. Like we can't go out there and tear stuff up and then think that because like you said, it doesn't matter what the message is in the end. What matters is, is how the media portrayed it. And the media is portraying it like you guys are the bad guys to the people that aren't 
informed to the people that don't know nothing about you. So they're going to automatically assume that you're this radical group that, you know, want nothing but to harm the American way or whatever. Yeah, we they, they think it's a terrorist organization. Exactly. And the crazy part about it is, is like, that's not them. But like I said, you always gonna have a couple of bad apples to mess it up at the bigger uh, message in the end. But the clout conversation. And going back to me, I said, yeah, you know, I, my feed was blacked out. You know, I was tweeting and posting like, but I wasn't really, I feel like I wasn't really doing my part. I felt like I could have been doing more. But I always said that the biggest problem that we have and that I try to aspire to be is that in order to have change, you have to have people in power that are willing to change. I feel like we don't have that. I feel like we, and that's why I, I kind of take a step back from the protests and everything like that because my end goal is to want to be somebody in power that can possibly make change. But change is hard, and one person really can't inspire change as much as we think. It takes a lot. It takes an effort. It takes a group effort, and I think that, yeah, it's cool that we all blacked out our feeds and everything like that, and it's cool that you protest, but what are you doing to actively make change? Are you telling your sons and your daughters to become senators, congressmen, people in power that make the rules? Like, you can't you can't sit back and expect 70-year-old congressmen. Because if you think about it, civil rights was still going on 70, 80 years ago. Like, it was still happening. You, you know, even here in Prince Edward County, like, you know, we don't talk about it, but it happened. Like, schools closing, you know, Fuqua opening. Like, you know, things happen. Um, you know, Brown versus, Brown versus Board used the case in uh, Prince Edward County as a backing stone, like, Martin Luther King came by First Baptist Church. Like, Dar Morton, like, contest all of this. And it's like, you know, we don't talk about it. But are you actively making a change? Like, yeah, Robert Kennedy. Like, 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 it's so much history here in Farmville, and we don't talk about it. And it's crazy, though, because we don't talk about it because history is written by the victor. History is written by the individuals that, at the end of everything, are still alive, kicking, and are able to write it. So you have these older individuals that are in Congress. Do you do you think that all of them will change? Do you think all of them really care about African Americans, Asian Americans, Latino Americans, Latino Americans? Like, like they don't care because they've never cared. You know what I mean? Like they were they didn't care from the start. They were just some of the same people that were doing some of these horrendous acts to our communities and stuff like that. But after all that said and done, it's funny that we don't pursue positions of power and that some individuals that do pursue positions of power forget about the minorities that they're a part of. No, no, no. You, it's just like I wanted to just um, chime in on that. Like, no, that's exactly it. Like, when you get in those positions, well, not all people, but unfortunately the ones we've seen, the black people who get in those positions to help make change, only thing that changes their bank account mm-hmm. and their status. But the neighborhood they grew up in, the poor rundown neighborhood, still the same poor rundown neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, change don't happen overnight. Olympus wasn't built today. The Great Wall of China wasn't done in a weekend. But it still takes that first step. Because it's like, for example, I'm not a protester. 
Like, the protest was here in Farmville. I didn't go to it. Not that I didn't care, but I know that's not me. But I would sit and have a conversation with people. Also, COVID was happening. Yeah, also COVID was happening, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fresh COVID. Yeah, yeah. fresh COVID. <laughs> that, was, that was the first wave. But it was like me and some of my friends and my roommates, we were having conversations with each other to see what we know, to see what we can do when we get back to school. Because if we can have these conversations spark things here, because we're all part of organizations. So, okay, maybe we can, excuse me, maybe we can implement and do something. Because I know, like, we were having this one com- conversation, and my boy Miles, he's not a real big social media person. And he was like, yeah, you know, he said, I know brothers back home going to get mad at me for not posting nothing. But it also goes hand in hand, like, but what is that doing? I'm not posting nothing. Okay. You got like 800 followers. Not all of them look at my story. What is me posting about this really going to do? But I can be educated and help promote for better and go out here and actually make that change. That's doing something. And not a lot of people will understand that because we're just such in the social media age. It's like, once again, I'm going to bring up Gronish. That situation happened with um, Diggy Simmons' character because he was basically throwing a party and one of his boy's sisters was having a petition at the party for a dude who got killed, ironically, in Virginia. Yeah, yeah, he said he didn't want at his party because he said, what is it going to really do? We're just signing this petition. Like, we're not doing nothing. And the character Aaron was like, but that's how things start, like bringing awareness, getting people informed. That's how movements happen. But they were both, it was a situation where they were both right. Like, yeah, you're right. We have to put the word out there. We have to let people know. But if we don't actually put action behind it, what the fuck are we doing? And sometimes it's not, it's about like, you got to understand. I think that this is a conversation that we really need to have too. Now that everything's kind of like, I'm not going to say calm down. I'm going to say like mellowed out a little bit. People were burnt the fuck out. You know, every day for like months, there was Black Lives Matter. It was COVID. People dying. People protesting. People rioting. People were getting tired. Like people were like legit. Like all right, I'm burnt out. And I think we never acknowledged the fact that okay, you you can be burnt out. You can be tired. Go to a party. Enjoy yourself. Get this shit off your back because. At the end of the day, you know how we had that conversation about um uh I I know I know I know I, I can't think of it is I don't want to say make the style because I wasn't the conversation. Hot girl summers or something yeah, like that. Remember, I was like I, I'm completely there for hot girl summers because you needed to get over it. Like I don't, I don't remember what you I said. Okay, first of all, I didn't say all that, but 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 you know I was saying like people have outlets people have things to get over trauma like let people enjoy life because don't get me wrong the trauma the depression the protesting and the sadness the anger the frustration it's all gonna be here but if you don't take care of yourself then what's the point of it all so i completely get Dickie simmons character but the clout thing going back to that the social media thing it's so ironic because i was just having a conversation today about that and the problem I have with social media is that you never know if anything's authentic or not. Because a lot of people, now that you have introduced stories, there's no, per, there's nothing, there's no permanency. 
Like, if you're mad for the moment, you pose a mad quote. It goes away. Um, and with that being said, it's like getting your follower counts up. Like, you know, getting noticed, getting seen. Like, it's sad to say that that's the time that we live in. And it's sad to say that, like, that runs, that pretty much runs our society now. And they people know it. Like, everybody knows it. Like, it's, it's not even about being authentic with your personality or who you are. It's about cannot be seen and cannot be noticed for this one moment and when you talk about black lives matter applying that like it was so many people doing stuff for like clout that like if you was to sit here and bring them on your podcast and have a conversation with them they wouldn't be able to have a conversation about it like they wouldn't respond because they're listening they will respond to negate they will respond out of that anger and that frustration because like you said like of course we need stress relievers and we need things to get just get away but it's like personally like sometimes there's a balance between um relief and a distraction like healthy distractions are good like they can actually make you function better but negative distractions will fuck you up just a little therapy for y'all like a little insight but it's one of those things where are you doing this because you're actually progressively using your voice and you realize it now. And because I know there's one girl, literally there's one girl I know, shout out Hadil and also shout out Charlotte clothing. (laughs) She posts about things going on every day from here in this country to other countries, her country. She's always very active. She always posts up on her stories like, hey, does anyone need to get something out of their chest? Like, I'm here for a conversation. Um, doesn't matter if you're a woman, male, black, white, from the north to south and other countries. Like, let's be proactive. She's the only person on my feet I see do that. And I respect her so much for that. But then, like you said, the people who just do it for clout, it's what are you really gaining? You're gaining followers, attention. attention and it's sad that you're just gaining attention. Like, you know, I know that you're gaining attention, but it's like you're not really gaining anything of substance. No, I mean, it's and not, it's sad. You know, it's a, it's, it's funny because uh, me, and, me and my girl, we had a conversation about, like, you know how, you know how, because I was like, girls really do be playing dudes in the DMs. Like, mm-hmm. like you, and, and I said, and I say y'all validated because, and I'm not trying to get too off topic. But you validated by saying I was never interested. Uh, I never sent them back to them. But you you led them to think that this that you are pursuing something with them, and it's crazy because you know I was like, why do y'all do that? And my girlfriend's like, she's never really big on attention. Like she's kind of like like I'm always out there, and she's more reserved. But. She was like, she was like, you know, you're single, you're bored, blah blah blah. And I was like, do y'all know how much power did y'all have over men? And like, they don't get it. Like, it was like, because in their head, they're not serious, so it's not serious. Exactly. So anyway, long story short, the conversation shifted a little bit, and we, um, relating it back to this conversation, it was like the attention that you gain from social media is like a freaking high. Like that's what it is. Like, I I I remember when in 2017 I stopped caring about social media, and that's the last time I posted anything on Instagram, because I remember that I had always been like a low like dude, like I had maybe like 
60 likes, 70 likes of that. I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, a friend of mine from Nova was saying like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, you got to get at least 100, 200 likes. And I was like, yeah, I, well, I was like, I'll never get that. Like, no one, like, I don't know how to post a picture and get that many likes. So I remember I started trying to get that many likes. I remember like I was like like a mission. Like if a picture didn't make, I started low. Like if it didn't make like eighty or ninety, and this was like in 2016, 2017, So like I was still had a low follower count. I was like I delete the picture. I was like oh it's not it's not worth it. Like I'm not. And I remember in twenty seventeen I was out of college. I was working at Food Line. Graduate whole college graduate working at Food Line. Yep, yeah, all right. <laughs> I remember I posted a picture and I was like, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm trying to seek this high for validation and attention from individuals that, that don't care about me. I was like, so I was like, I never posted a picture again. Like, I never did until the blackout, um, the blackout picture. And that's how much it meant to me because, like, I, I hadn't posted a picture in years. And then I was like, I'm going to post this, though. And, you know, it's crazy because I could have just posted to my story. I could have just did that. But I, it really meant a lot to me. But it was like that validation, that attention that social media was giving me was like a high. It was like great. It was like made me feel like I was uh, like a somebody. Because, like, you know, like you always feel like you're a nobody. I'm like, oh, I got a couple likes. Now I'm a somebody. Blah, blah, blah. But the problem with that is the validation and the attention with that. Because... And I hate to say this, and I know I'm probably gonna piss some people off, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just have to be honest. That's cool. <laughs> Not the problem is, is that this social media validates people that don't deserve to be validated. It doesn't deserve to have that attention. They get a couple likes, and they think that all of a sudden now they are able to speak on things that they have no knowledge or experience on. But the problem is, is that since social media validates it by liking a post, retweeting or whatever, it gives these people power that they didn't deserve in the first place. Now, you take that power into a movement like Black Lives Matter and you have individuals corrupting the meaning behind what it is because you got people liking shit and validating the bullshit that's coming out your mouth. And I think that's where you're trying to go with it. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're exactly, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's like my boy Miles, that's his problem with social media. So many people are looking for validation. And it's like, yeah. for why? These people really don't know you. And the people who do know you, they know you. So what's going on? And that's why, like, me personally, I like social media, but I like to see what other people do. Like, I'll post a picture for me. I don't care about the likes. I'll put something on my story for me. I'll do stuff on my podcast because, you know, this is, at the end of the day, what I do. But I'm not going, oh, my God, if I don't get at least a 150, damn. Like, I won't forget, one time, one of my polls was my best poll for Instagram. I got, like, 74 votes. My usual, like, polls votes are around, like, the 19 to 25 range. And I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm like, people still voted. So... Sweet. I say I got my answer. So it's not like that's just me. I don't need validation from nobody's. Basically, damn, I'll make that an Instagram quote. (laughs) Hey, look, that's some CLB (laughs) shit right there. I've been losing friends and finding peace. (laughs) 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 Joe, you funny man. You too funny. (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a fair trade to me. <laughs> Man, off topic, I will say I like Drake's album. I really did. I know some people were, I think some people were going a little too hard on it, but it's like, yeah. It, it, it was I was like, this is what I was like, this is what I expected from Drake. Yeah. And same thing with Donda. That's what I expected from Kanye. Did you like Donda? I like I Donda's production. <laughs> Donda was a better production, but Drake had the better album. I say that. that like, the production, the production was, was fantastic. Wild. Yes, it was. Or did you want to say more about no, it? No, no, oh, okay. Please, like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about music later. But <laughs> it's still the fact that social media is a wonderful tool that can be used so badly. And when it comes to activism and promotion and different organizations, like I said, like from feminism to BLM, it can really bring awareness or it can really be destructive. And in our case, it's like. For example, I won't forget it was when the NBA bubble was happening and the small forward for the Orlando Magic, Jonathan Isaac, he was standing for the national anthem. And he was like, kneeling isn't going to do anything. Posting isn't going to do anything. You can get mad at me if you want, but action is what solves things. Then he tore his ACL the next game and people was like, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah, that's what you get, nigga. And I was like, damn, like, come on now. I'm saying that's his career. Yeah. And then, like like I said, I mentioned on the sh- show before, like Michael Porter Jr., when he sent his tweet out about, like, you know, praying for our enemies, people was like, man, get this nigga out of yeah. here. Like, but LeBron out there talking about, yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit, Bron. Like, Giannis out there talking about this is unfair. Yes, Giannis, it is unfair. But the people who say other things, it's like, yeah, it's unfair, but they got 50,000 likes off this picture. And they never post it again. Because it's like, I was talking to one of my friends, and she basically talked about how celebrities, black celebrities who had the power, a lot of them didn't do anything during that time. Like, I didn't see Diddy, Tyler Perry, Oprah, Jay-Z really, like, do anything. I said, I didn't see it. I'm not saying they didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not saying they didn't. I just didn't see anything. But like I said, I saw LeBron out there. We saw um, Steven Jackson out there. Um, We saw... Made the stallion talk about things, but it's like, are you talking about those things now? Not really, but everyone, like you said, was on that high. You was on that high, and you was riding it, and where are we at now? So it's like social media is something that taints it. It really taints the Black Lives Matter movement because not a lot of people, like you said, it's not genuine. Social media puts on that facade, puts on that mask. So unless you can be Kyrie Irving and just talk about what you want to talk about and still be you at the end of the day, we're not going to see progress. People's likes going to go up. People's followers going to go up. But what's being changed? And that's one of the issues. I think that um, I say this all the time, uh, going back to the beginning of your statement, social media is like fire. Fire is a wonderful tool. You can use fire for a lot of things. You use fire for just about almost anything. But you can also burn people with fire. It also can be destructive. It can be like something that if you don't watch, it can be chaotic. And I think that's what social media literally is. Like it's a good tool, like you said, but then it has so much potential to be to be constructive and destructive. Um, I think the other problem with social media is I think that we look for in times of duress and times of uh, strife and trials and tribulations, trials and tribulations. We look for like celebrities to do something. 
I think that the thing is, is that as a celebrity, you should be doing something around the clock. Like your duty is kind of like the fans pay your paychecks, like at the end of the day. But that doesn't mean you have to validate your what you do on social media, because the problem with social media is this. If Jay-Z would have donated one million dollars to a community, somebody would have been like, he could have donated two million. He could have donated this many. He's a billionaire. What's that to him? Like someone's always got something to say about something that doesn't have anything to do with them. So, and you know, a lot of celebrities work from like the ones that are actually, I don't know, I'm not speaking for like the ones that you mentioned, but I know that a lot of them do do things undercover, out of the limelight, like, and I know people be like, well, this is for a tax write-off. Well, I mean, shit, it's still something like, you know, it goes back to like that conversation I always have about like, when you when you are wealthy, it's your responsibility to do more because you have more to give. That doesn't mean to you got to be Mother Teresa, but I do feel like you have a duty to do. Just like a normal person that makes minimum wage has a duty. Like I understand that life happens and it's easier to coin things on the rich, but you have a duty as well. Like you you see things that happen and you don't do anything for it or you don't act on it. You're just as much of the problem as a celebrity that, that quote unquote doesn't do anything. And the other conversation about it is, is like, you know, we don't see a lot of people doing things, but that's because of the fact of the matter is, is that I who says that they should ever have to post it? You know, like like J. Cole was at the protest, but J. Cole didn't post. He was at the post. He was at the protest. Uh, somebody else that was protesting with them posted like that's good. Like, you know, it was but it was like if that fan like if, if Cole would have like put a costume on or something and you would never have known it was Cole then or if Cole wouldn't have protested but donated money but never said anything about it oh people would have been like oh he's not doing i think it was like a whole thing on twitter about it, like him versus no name and because no name came out and said that and i and i'm a cole fan but i completely agree with her like you know not as far as what kendrick and cole could have done or, or the other rappers that uh took an offense to it i took it as no like you have a responsibility to do more because you are of the minority if you are the person in power that I was speaking on earlier, it's your responsibility to do more. Um, but that whole thing blew up. Um, but um, yeah, go ahead. No, no. Oh, no, I was oh yeah. I was saying like that whole thing blew up and that was a, a mess, a shit show. But I think that the problem with social media is that one, people seek validation, but then we seek to give validation. We seek to sit there and be like, okay, that person did something good for them or to tear them down. Like it's too much power that comes in the social media. And I don't think that we as a society, we're not prepared to handle the power that social media gives us. Because a lot of us don't understand that just because we have an opinion doesn't make it a fact. And just because we have a fact doesn't really mean that the other person's going to care about it. And that's their opinion. Like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with you having an opinion that differs from me because I'm not looking at really like that kind of thing. Like you're, if you're a stand-up person, your morals are right, and you're a good person. What is what political party that you follow matter, or your sexuality, or what clothes you wear? Or just superficial things at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, you got to be your own person. And for me to be a friend, and for me to be a good person, I have to accept you as you are. So that way you can accept you and then do everything that makes you happy. 
problem with social media is you got too many people that's not being true to themselves and they act like they're being true to themselves. You got people that's following this wave and then they're not being true to themselves. So you got a bunch of fake phony people being fake and phony, getting validation from fakes and phonies. So it's like it's like a whole thing. I agree with you on that. It's I think that like in the terms of like in movements like this and validation, like first of all, you need to make yourself happy. You need to tell yourself you need to accept yourself. And if you can't if you think joining BLM is gonna make you feel black, then don't join. Yeah. Like don't don't join. That's not the point that, of that's it. not the point of it. And it's just like, you know, the celebrity thing, I feel like that's a double edged sword. Like, you know, I I think that the only thing we're obligated to do is take care of ourselves and our families. But if you had the ability to support and the ability to make change, you gotta do it. So it's 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 tough. Yeah. It's a tough conversation. But just to round out my thoughts about it, it's like, um, what's the phrase? It's the million dollar move, but the 10 cent finish. Like we have something great in the palm of our hands. It just needs a little bit of work. Like people who, like I've met more people who aren't black that ride hard for the movement than black people. So it's like, if we all can, not do this for validation, clout, ego, money, give the order, give the organization some structure, like good foundational structure, tackle these issues in local communities and actually do what we're supposed to do in terms of keeping our people safe, keeping (coughs) our people educated and just actually being about Black Lives Matter. That's when this movement can really do some damage. Instead of actually doing some damage, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, you. Uh, I completely agree with you. Um, honestly, I think that you know it's uh, going back to our your last episode that I was on. You know the anime conversation. You know we talked a lot about Hunter Hunter. I love anime. God, I love anime. <laughs> God. We doing another episode, so. Ah, yes. Cannot wait. Please bring me back. But anyway, there's a scene. You watch Hunter Hunter all the way through, right? Not yet. Okay. Damn, where you at? Are you are you past the Greed Island part? Yes. Okay, okay. So do you remember the part? Okay, well, I remember this part very not vividly, but I remember this part. There's a part where Gone and Kill are training with Bisky. And Bisky compares them to like like a sapphire and like a another like gym or whatever um and she calls kill like you know perfect like kill has the talent he has the abilities like he's just good so he's like this perfect thing but then he calls she calls gone like the talent and the potential is like i don't know if she said a diamond or something it was something of that means but it was like the reason i'm bringing it up now is because you have that like you have that coal you have that rock that has the potential to be the gem that it's meant to be. And it has so much potential. It has so much ability to come forth and be not the next NAACP, but to stand beside it, to be the voice of these, to be the voice of the African-Americans that have come after the NAACP movement. I think that's the purpose because you don't want it to become the next. You want it to be its own thing because, like, it's almost like a parent and a child. Like, I don't want my child to be a copy of me. I want my child to be themselves. But I want the principles and things that I instill in them 
to be what grounds them so they can stand beside me when they become an adult as well and not be in my shadow. That's what the potential that Black Lives Matter have, but there are different things that run with it now. You got more exposure with social media, and we've already addressed that's a problem. And with that, you have people that don't, that aren't true to the movement. And whenever you have somebody that's not true to the movement and doing things outside of what the movement believes, it's always going to have a problem. And I just think that it's, um, I just think that, you know, like you said, like the potential is there. I feel like it could be something great. I feel like it's something good. Why am I getting so many emails on a Sunday? Um, I just feel like it could be so much, but it's up, to, but it, it needs more structure. And honestly, um, I think it needs to be set up as an organization. If you want to be in this group or affiliate yourself with this group, then you need to be worthy of being in this group. And I don't think that's too much to ask when you're talking about a group who sole purpose is to fight injustice. Because I don't want Tom, Dick, and Harry from down the street when they're not worthy to be in it. Or if Tom's the only one that's worthy, but I got to let Dick and Harry in because they know Tom. Like, you know, like, you know, it's more it's more structure and, and focus when it comes to fraternities and sororities than it does kind of Black Lives Matter. Like, it's more of a rigorous... Um, for them to get in, then with them, like, usually I could just say I'm Black Lives Matter now and I'm automatically in it. Like, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, I completely agree with you. So, 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 continue to listen to Woke. Thank you for joining us today on this very real and honest conversation. Just know that we're taking away, we're not shitting on the movement. It needs improvements, but the root and the foundation that it's in is fantastic. So, definitely continue to get yourself educated advocate for yourself believe in yourself and make sure you're doing things genuine this has been woke that's been joe go listen to unfiltered brothers they got events coming up follow them on instagram at unfiltered bros we will be back soon anime episode part two coming out soon i don't know when but it's coming out soon because the first one was very successful also make sure you go check out charlie clothing later y'all